Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Pugh, senior pastor here at Clinton Baptist Church. My wife, um, Jeanette, and I just want to say hi and uh, welcome to Clinton Baptist Church as we come together this Sunday to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. On last Sunday, we had the opportunity to observe the Palm Sunday, and on Friday, um, we uh, read through and, and, and looked at the seven last sayings of Jesus Christ and his death on a cross, which was an awesome event um, for us because through his death, and now we are right with the Father, and now we come and celebrate his resurrection. Here on this Sunday, as we prepare to uh, look at scripture um, for this morning, I want to invite you to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Get your, your Bibles or your electronic devices or whatever you have at home or wherever you are. And um, we want to look at Matthew 28. We're going to look at verses 1 through 9. Matthew 28, verses 1 through 9. Let us pray. Father God, you are so amazing. You are so wonderful and awesome. And we thank you for what we have witnessed in your death and your burial. We thank you, Lord God, for you giving us your son, Jesus Christ, to be the sacrificial lamb, to die on the cross that we may be right with you. But now we come, Lord God, to look at your scripture, to celebrate his resurrection, to celebrate this time of new life that he, Jesus Christ has given us through his resurrection. So, Lord God, have your way. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Speak to our spirits in your word, Lord, to our spirit in your word, that we may be encouraged, that we may be refreshed and re-energized, Lord God, and also um, that we may enjoy your word that you have given to me. Decrease me that you may get all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 9 says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Murray Magdalene and the other Murray came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow, and the gods shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Verse 7. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Surely, I mean, so they went quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and they ran to bring his disciples' word. Verse 9, and as they went, 
to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, rejoice. So they came and held him by his feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brother to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Amen. On this resurrection morning, as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I would like to speak to you from the topic, infallible proofs of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Infallible proofs of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Ever since Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, there have been people who have rejected or denied the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Still today, there are skeptics and false teachers like Bert Ehrman and others who have formulated theories to debunk the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As I was working on this sermon, I had a, a chance to observe and, and research some of these theories that, that, that these skeptics and, and false teachers have, have, have come up with to debunk the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and as we go forward, here are some of the theories that I want to show, that we want to look at. The first theory um, it is the faint theory. The, the, the faint theory says that Jesus Christ did not die. He fainted on the cross from the excruciating pain that was delivered by his crucifixion. And it seemed to them, which is his followers, that he died. And after they put him in a tomb and laid him on a stone, and on the stone that they laid him on was cold, and throughout the night, the cold stone revived his body, and he got up and moved the stone away, and they thought that he resurrected. That's called the faint theory. Now, I, I, I don't know about you, but that, that seems crazy to me, that, that, to come up with a theory that Jesus Christ didn't die. He fainted, and because they laid him on a cold stone, his body naturally revived itself, and then he got up, moved the stone away from the tomb, and left. And now they say he resurrected. But not only is that a theory, but it's another theory we, I looked at, and it's the wrong tomb theory. This theory say that Jesus actually died, and he was buried. But his followers accidentally went to another tomb instead of the right tomb that they buried him. This is the theory that they came up with, that, that, that Jesus' followers, the ones who've been there uh, uh, with him and watched him be crucified all day on Friday and watched him uh, 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 be spit on and, 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 and watched him place a crown of thorns on his head and, and nailed him to the cross. And, and when he died, after he died, they took him down and put him in a tomb. And on the next, on the next three days, they come back to the wrong tomb. And they said, so that's why he they believe he crucified because they went to the wrong tomb. But then there's another theory that was interesting to me, and, and this theory is called the, the enemy stole the body theory. And, and this theory say that, that Jesus Christ's body was stolen by the Jews, watch this, to keep his disciples from coming to steal the body 
so they can say he resurrected. Now, now, now these are some crazy theories, as you see, that skeptics and, and false teachers have come up with to try to debunk or, or reject or de deny the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But, but here in Matthew, here in this, this 28th uh, chapter of Matthew, verses 1 through 10, Matthew lays out for us some infallible proofs of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He, he gives us evidence, strong evidence, of, uh, of that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. And, and as we come to celebrate the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I, I'm excited to look at these proofs that, 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 that Matthew lay out here in verses 1 through 10. The, the first proof that, that Matthew gives us in, in, in verses uh, 1 through 4 is the eyewitnesses account of the resurrection. Here in verses 1 through 4, he gives us three eyewitnesses that gives us account of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Look, look, look as we read in first one, verses 1 through 4. It says, now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Murray Magdalene and the other Murray came to the tomb. So they, 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 Murray Magdalene and, and Murray came to the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door of the tomb and sat on it. And his countenance was like lightning, and his clothes was, was white as snow, and the gods shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The first witness, the first eyewitnesses that I want to look at is the angel of the Lord. Now, now the angel of the Lord was dispatched from, from heaven, and his assignment was to come and, and roll the, the stone away from the mouth of the tomb. And he came to, to roll the stone away because he knew the women were coming on Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. He knew that the women were coming to the tomb to prepare the body. But watch this. What we don't know is that the, if the angel of the Lord knew that Jesus has already resurrected or that he found out he resurrected when he moved the stone away. But what we do know is that the angel of the Lord was our witness. And the angel of the Lord testified and, and that Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. Look at verse 6. Verse 6, he says, he says, he is, this is the angel. He is not here, for he has risen as he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. So watch this. The, the angel of the Lord removed the stone and he uh, uh, testified. He gives an eyewitness account of, of a testimony that Jesus Christ raised from the dead. That he rose on the third day from the dead. He gives an eyewitness account. And you and I know in any case, it doesn't matter where you at in any country or in any state, in any city, when you have eyewitness account of a, of a, of a, a crime or, or a, a case, you know that that is valid. That, 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 that's, a, that's a good case. You, you can win that case. So here, as we're looking at the case of the infallible proofs of Jesus Christ, the first witness was called was the angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord testified that Jesus Christ was risen from the grave. Matthew go on and he calls to the stand another witness. And that's 
that's Murray Magdalene and, and Murray. Murray Magdalene and Murray, as I said earlier, and in, in the other gospels accounts, we know they got up early in the morning. And, and, and they had their they, they spices and they, they fragrance with them to, to go to the tomb of Jesus to prepare his body for the proper burial. And, and on their way um, to the tomb, Murray Magdalene, a, a, a Jewish follower of Jesus, and Murray, the, the mother of, of James and Joseph, when they got to the tomb, uh, uh, the stone was already rolled, already rolled away. And, 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 and when they got there, uh, they were met by the angel of the Lord, and he invited them in to see where Jesus Christ had laid. He invited them in to see that, that, that they have an eyewitness account that, that, that the Jesus who they come to prepare his body for a proper burial is, is no longer here. They, they were eyewitnesses to the resurrection. As we looked at earlier in verse 6, he said, come and see where he lay. He is not here because he has already risen. I, I don't know about you, but that's exciting to me to know that, that there were some eyewitnesses uh, who gives an account that Matthew shows us these infallible proofs of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I don't know uh, about you, but I'm excited to know that my Savior got up and there's some eyewitness who attest that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. But Matthew goes on, he gives us another eyewitness. He gives us another eyewitness, the, the, the third eyewitness we call to the stand who we see here in the text is the guards. These guards were, were Roman soldiers. They, 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 were, they were paid by, by the Roman um, um, Empire and they, and they were soldiers of the Romans. These guards were, were, were enemies of Jesus. These, these guards were, 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 were there when, when they beat them all night long. These guards were, were posted up um, at the tomb, and they and their job was to to stand at the tomb to make sure that no followers of Jesus would come and steal his body. And throughout the the, the night, early in, in the morning, the angel of the Lord showed up, and and an earthquake came, and it said that the the earth shook, and and the stone rolled away, and the angel sat on the stone, and and when the God saw the when the guards saw the angel. Uh, sitting on a stone, and they saw his countenance. He, it said that they they went into shock. They, they couldn't believe it. Um, uh, uh, what happened, um, or, or what was going on? But but what we do know is they give an eyewitness account of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You probably say, well, Pastor Pew, that, that is not in the scripture. But if you read a little further down in, in verse 11 through 15 in, in Matthew chapter 28, look what it says. It says, now while they were going, um, mean the gods, behold, some of the gods came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. They, they went to the chief priests to, to report that, that Jesus Christ has, has risen from the dead. They went to the chief priests and said, hey, that Jesus Christ, who we buried on Friday, is no longer in the tomb. It was an angel that came and rolled the stone away, and when we went in, he wasn't there anymore. I don't know what happened, but I know one thing, that he's not there anymore. They give an eyewitness account of the testimony. They give a testimony of an eyewitness account that Jesus got up from the grave. Now watch this. If it was just the angels that were eyewitness, I would question that. 
because the angels are, 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 are workers for the Lord. So I, I will question if it was just the angels. If it was just Murray, uh, Magdalene and Murray, I will question that because they were followers of Jesus Christ. But, but when you got the, the, the gods who were, who were enemies of, of Jesus Christ, who were there when they beat him all night long, the gods who put a crown of thorns on his head, the gods who, who cast lots for his clothes, the gods who was there to, to watch him die and to crucify him. And now, if they say that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, it must not be a lie. And in every case, eyewitnesses trump everything. And here today on Resurrection Sunday, what we know is that, um, that Jesus Christ got up because there were some eyewitnesses. It says that, that this is an eyewitness account. He gives proof. Matthew gives proof of this eyewitness account of, of Jesus Christ, these infallible proofs that Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. But I like this because Matt, Matthew's continued to, to proceed on. He, he not only gives eyewitnesses uh, accounts of the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the next thing he gives us in verses 5 through 7, um, he, the, proof, the next proof he gives us is the fulfillment of prophetic uh, scripture of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He, he, he lays out for us the prophecy uh, of the uh, that Jesus has spoke years before years before about his resurrection is the fulfillment now we see the fulfillment of the prophecy of the resurrection of the resurrected Christ look at this in verse 5 through 7 he comes and now in 5 through 7 he says look he says he says uh, uh, but the angel answered and said to the women do not be afraid watch this for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. And he is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come and see the place where they lay him. Watch this. And then the angel says, and go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. He already left and went to Galilee. And he said, there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So here it is, here it is. Here, here's the, the fulfillment of the prophecy. It's, it's found in, in one phrase here in verse 6. When the angel said, as he said. Now, as he said, he, he is speaking of a prophecy uh, that Jesus Christ had already prophesied three years before his resurrection that he will rise from the grave. He, he already gave prophecy three years before it happened that he will, will rise from the grave. But, but, but what, what I find so interesting and I love about the Bible is because the Bible, um, all throughout Scripture, we see prophetic Scripture that reference, watch this, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Although it doesn't say it uh, um, uh, um, uh, word for word that he will rise again, but the Old Testament even give uh, proof of the of that Jesus will, will, will resurrect, will Jesus will be resurrected on the third day. The, the Old Testament give proof of, of references of Jesus Christ. Watch this. If you look in, in, in Psalms chapter 16, Psalms chapter 16 give references of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Psalms chapter 22 give references of, of, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. All the way, even in Job chapter, watch this, 1925, give references of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 8 through 10, give, give references of, of Jesus Christ. But, but right in this very book of Matthew, watch this, right in this very book of Matthew, three years before it happened, Jesus Christ give personal testimony that he would rise again. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. Because I'm trying to show you the evidence that we have. The evidence, the infallible proofs of, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ found it. And, and Jesus Christ now give fulfillment of the prophecy. Now we're looking at the prophecy of the resurrection, uh, the prophecy that Jesus spoke about his resurrection. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. Watch this. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 says, from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be, and be raised the third day. Matthew chapter 16, 21 lets us know that Jesus will be resurrected on the third day. Let's go to Matthew chapter 17, uh, just a chapter over, verse 23. These is, this is the prophetic uh, 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 speaking of Jesus, uh, uh, speaking about his resurrection three years before it happened. In verse 17, um, um, uh, verse, I mean, chapter 17, verse 23, it says, And they will kill him, and the third day he will be uh, raised up. That, that, that's, that's prophecy that, that Jesus has spoke. And then and not only that, it, it keep going in, in, in chapter 20, verse 19, um, a couple of chapters uh, uh, ahead in, in verse 19, he says that, and delivered him to the Gentiles to be mocked and to be scorned and to be crucified. And the third day he will rise again. Here in the scripture, Matthew give infallible proofs of the prophecy of Jesus Christ that, that he will be risen, that he will rise uh, from the dead, that, that he will be resurrected from the dead. And here we see the fulfillment here in chapter 28. We see the fulfillment of the prophecy of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is true. We see that Jesus Christ did rise from the dead because guess what? The angel says, as he says, scripture, scripture gives proof that Jesus Christ has rose from the dead. Scripture gives infallible proof that, that Jesus Christ is no longer dead, that, that he's alive. And he's alive in, in, in you and I. And that he's alive and he, he's a living God. He's not a dead God. That's why we don't serve a dead uh, Christianity. We serve a living Christianity because our Jesus Christ, our Savior, who died on the cross on Friday night, died. And now he rose on the third day. It shows here in the scripture these infallible proofs of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that he did get up from the grave. Prophecy was spoken of his resurrection and he fulfilled prophecy because he got up from the grave. 
That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. We know that he got up from the grave. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to know that Jesus Christ got up from the grave. I'm, I'm excited to know that my Savior lives, and he lives in me. I don't know if you're excited, but I'm excited that he lives in me, that we serve a living God, a God who is living, a God who's not dead. That's what makes him different from all these other gods. That's what makes him different from Buddha. That's what makes him different from Muhammad. That's what makes him different from confusion. That's why they are still dead, but we serve a God who has risen. Our Savior has risen from the dead, that he is alive, and he's alive and still living in your life and my life, and Matthew gives these infallible proofs of the resurrection of the Jesus Christ, but he gives us another proof. So right now we've seen uh, three proofs of infallible proofs of, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first proof that we've seen here in the text, we see the eyewitness account of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The, 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 the second proof we see is the fulfillment of prophecy of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the third proof that we're going to see right here that Matthew gives us is that Jesus was seen after his resurrection. Now, 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 now we started this, this sermon with there are some false teachers and some skeptics who, who will say that Jesus Christ didn't rise from the grave. But here in the text, Matthew um, give us proof that Jesus Christ did, did get up from the grave. We know he died. We know he died on Friday. We already experienced that. We know he died. And we know that he got up because now what we're going to see is that Jesus Christ was seen after his resurrection. He was seen after his resurrection. Check it out. It's, it's right here in verse 9 and 10. Check it out in verse 9 and 10. Verse 9 and 10, look what he says. He says, and as they, which talking about the women and some other disciples. We know from the other accounts of the gospel that there were some other disciples there. And as the women and the other disciples went to tell his disciples, which is Jesus Christ's disciples, behold, they, they went out. Like they did what the angel told them, go tell Jesus, go tell the other disciples that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, that he is alive and he has risen. Watch this. Now, why are they on their way to tell, watch this, why are they on their way to tell the disciples that Jesus Christ has resurrected, has, has rose from the dead, on their way to tell them Jesus meet them? Look, look what it said. It said that Jesus met them saying rejoice so they came and held him by his feet and worshiped him and then Jesus said to them do not be afraid go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there they will see me. Jesus, now they on their way to tell their disciples that, that, that don't be afraid, that it's time to get excited because Jesus Christ has, has risen from the dead, that he has resurrected and, and on their way to, to go tell them that Jesus Christ is, is alive, they, um, Jesus Christ meet them on the road, on their way to, to, to tell them that, that he's alive and, and he meets them right then and there. There's evidence, there's infallible proof that Jesus Christ did rise from the dead because this wasn't a hologram. 
This wasn't a ghost. This was the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ that they saw. And it says that they saw him and he was there in the physical form because they fell down and they latched on to his feet. This is evidence that Jesus Christ got up from the dead, that he was seen after his death. He was seen after the resurrection that, that gives evidence that he resurrected. But that's not only it. That's not only it, because I know some of y'all said, well, that was Murray and his disciples, just like I was. Well, that was Murray and his disciples who have evidence, who, who now seen Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. But watch this. If you turn over to Acts chapter 1, verse 3. Acts chapter 1, verse 3 gives us evidence that more people saw him after his resurrection. Acts chapter 1, verse 3 says it like this. At, um, throughout a 40-day period, Jesus was seen by his brethren. A 40-day period, it was 40 days after the resurrection that he was seen by, by his brothers, by other disciples. But then it goes on. to It was another group who saw him as well because if you look in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 around verse 5 through 8, it says that the first person who saw him, watch this, the first person um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 who saw him, he said he was seen by Cephas. He said Cephas seen him after his resurrection. And then it goes on and said he was seen by the 12. And these 12 was, was the disciples who, who uh, uh, seen him after the resurrection. But then it goes on and said not only did Cephas see him, not only did the 12 see him, but they say he was seen by over 500 people um, after his resurrection. But that, that ain't it. That ain't it because you need more evidence. Watch this. That ain't it. And it says that he was seen by James. And he was seen by, the, by, the, by the, uh, all the uh, apostles. And then Paul give a personal testimony that I have seen him myself. So this is evidence that Jesus Christ had, had, had rose from the dead. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to know that, that people seen him after he, he resurrected from the dead. That gives us uh, infallible proofs that Jesus Christ still lived. But what I like in the text, it says that when they saw him, he told them to rejoice. He told them, don't worry about what you got going on in your life. See, because they were sad and they were Fearful because they Savior, the one who they looked at as the Messiah, the one who they had spent three years with in ministry, was dead and gone. But he told them, hey, I'm not dead. I have rose from the grave, the dead. I have resurrected on the third day. And watch this. He says, don't be upset. Don't be afraid. He says, I want you to rejoice. He said, I want you to rejoice. And they fell down at his feet to worship. And this is some good stuff because it says that they, when they saw him, they fell down at his feet to worship. And my thing was, why in the world would they fall down to his feet to worship? Why, why, do, why would they worship? Why, why did they worship? They worshiped because Jesus Christ's death, um, was the, uh, death on our behalf was the payment for our sin. I don't know about you, and I don't know where you're at right now watching this message or listening to this message, but it's time to worship God because the death of Jesus Christ was the payment for you and our sin. The scripture says that nothing, no bull or lamb or goat's blood was better enough to pay for our sin, but we needed the sacrificial lamb of Jesus Christ to die on the cross that you 
you and I may be free from condemnation, free from the power of sin. So they worship because he died and his death was a payment for you and I's sin. That's a reason to worship. But why else would they worship? They worship because his resurrection showed that God accepted his death as a payment for our sin. See, someone could have died, but it may not have been acceptable to God because his blood was righteous enough, because he was without any blemish or without any stain, because he was the son of God and the righteous blood, because he was the lamb of God. His blood was accepted by God on our behalf for the payment of our sin. I don't know about you, but I'm getting excited now to know that I had a savior who was righteous enough to die on the cross for me and for you. And the reason why you and I can have life is because he died. Why else would they worship? They worship because if he would have stayed dead, guess what? There would not be no hope for mankind. So they worship and thank God that he was alive, that he resurrected from the dead because if he didn't get up, there will not be any life or any hope for you and I to be right with God. So I'm excited and we need to worship God right now. I don't know where you are right now, but stand on your feet and give God some glory because he was son resurrected from the dead and now we have hope now you have hope now your grandchildren have hope your children have hope your great great grandchildren have hope your neighbors have hope because Jesus Christ got up now why did they worship they worship because 1 Corinthians 15 54 and 56 says that he defeated death it said death is swallowed up Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Haiti, where is your victory? They worship because he defeated death. Because he defeated death, we live. Because he defeated death, you live. Because he defeated death, we ain't got to worry about dying physically no more. Because we're going to live for eternity with him. They worship him because they no longer had uh, feared death. Because death have no sting. Haiti has no victory. We have victory over death. And then I ask the last question. Why did they worship? And they worship because he lives. Because our Savior lives. That is great news that our Savior lives. That we serve a Savior who lives. And because he lives, I can live. Because he lives you can live and I'm reminded of the song of the hymn that says because he lived I can face tomorrow because he lived all my fear is gone because I know he holds the future and the life is worth the living just because he lived and we shall worship him because he lives and he lives that we can face tomorrow that our future is in his hand but there's more evidence that's not in the text that Jesus Christ got up from the dead and I'm gonna help you understand this because he got up from the dead you have evidence I have evidence that he got up because he got up from the dead now I have eternal life because he got up from the dead my life is no longer uh, dead anymore I used to be dead but now I'm alive in him and because of his resurrection he has changed my life because of his resurrection he lives in me and he lives in you and for those who are in Christ Jesus we know he resurrected. Why do we know he resurrected? Because he resurrected some of you all marriages that was dead. He resurrected some of you all sons and daughters that was dead. He resurrected your life when it was dead. He resurrected some of
of your finances when it was dead. Some of you had some dead employments, but guess what? He resurrected you on your job and when you was dead. That's why we don't have to worry about tomorrow because we serve a resurrected God in Jesus Christ. Matthew give us infallible proofs that Jesus Christ had risen. This is great evidence. This is the core of Christianity. The reason why you and I can experience life abundantly in God because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. There's still people today that will try to deny and re reject the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I'm so glad the scripture gives infallible proofs that Jesus Christ did get up. I know a lot of you all today are upset you can't come to church, upset you can't wear your new, out, new Easter outfit, upset your children can't go to the White House and, and, and roll eggs, upset that you can't take your family portrait, your tradition you do every year with the, with the Easter Bunny, but I, I, I came to, to be some bad news to you. This season, this, this Sunday is not about an Easter, not about a bunny. It's not about an egg and it's not about a suit you got on. It's about our resurrected Jesus Christ and the reason why we can have eternal life because he got up from the dead. I'm so grateful to know that our Jesus Christ rose on the third day, that he got up early in the morning, that you and our life may be transformed and different for those who believe. So this is what we're going to do. Because the churches always see a higher number during Easter, I'm sure we're going to be having a lot of people watching. But I'm not sure that everyone who's watching have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So what I want to do, here it is, here it is. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. God wrapped himself up in flesh, came to earth, dwelled for 33 years without sin. And he did that so he can die on the cross for you and I. Because of sin. We were separated from God. We had no life of God. We had no fellowship with God. We were dead to him. The scripture says we were enemies to him because of sin, because of our sin. But today, today, let's start this thing all right. Today, you can have a right relationship with Jesus Christ. Here it is. He did all the work. You have tried to be good enough. You have tried to fix your life up. You tried to, to, to do everything you can to to be a good person, but you still fall short. But today, here's the opportunity that you have. Do you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? This is a great day. This is a great day because what God has allowed us to do through this COVID-19 um, is redirect our focus on him. So today, this is a great day because we so focus on God, because we live in so fearful. And with so much anxiety, we, we have no other lifeline but God. And, and, and because we have him, let's focus our eternal life on him. I'm not, I'm not coming 
to, to you to, to, to offer you a prize of, of healthy life. I'm, I'm not coming to, to you to offer you a, a good life, or that you're going to get your finances back, that you're going to keep your home, that you're going to keep your, your car. You still may lose those things, and, and that's, that's okay. But what I'm coming is more important. What I'm coming with is more important than that. I'm coming with getting your eternal soul right. All this stuff that we see will, 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 will be here when we dead and gone, but, but when we die, Right now, while we have life, we have a chance to have eternal life in Jesus Christ. And that, 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 that gospel that I'm sharing with you right now is, 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 is here for your spiritual um, um, soul, not, not for this material things. It's here to, to bring salvation to you. And today, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, well, your eternal state will change. This is all you have to do. Repeat after me. Father God. I come to you. I believe that you died on a cross for my sins. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, is the savior of the world. I am a sinner, and I need you. Come into my life. Save me. Fill me with your spirit that I may be right with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And let's celebrate that. Today you are saved. Today you have eternal life. Today immediately, as soon as you said, I accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, eternally, your spiritual life went from dead to life. And now you will spend glory in heaven with Jesus Christ. But there's some other things that I need you to do. Now, since you gave your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to contact me. Contact me here at Clinton Baptist Church. Our, our phone number is 301-868-1177. Or you can... Um, Hit us on Facebook, which is Clinton Baptist Church, um, or, or you can hit us on Instagram, which is Clinton Baptist Church, or you can email us at, or, or go to our website and send us a message through clintonbaptistchurch.org. And what I want you to do, I want you to send us a message and get in contact with us and say, hey, I heard your sermon. I seen your sermon, and through your sermon, I surrender my life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So we can celebrate that. We want to celebrate you, the great thing that you have done, the great decision that you have made. And, and now, since you made that decision, there, there are some other things that I ask you to do. One, I need to you, when the church come, come back together, I need you to go get baptized. See, baptized is the next uh, outward event that, 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 that should occur in every believer life to, to show that they follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And then once you get baptized, I want you to get connected with a church. I want you to get connected with a church that's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching his word, not preaching about COVID-19, not preaching about newspaper, not preaching about what's in a magazine. If you look at Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10, I preached exactly what was in there. When you go read it, you're going to see the infallible proofs of Jesus Christ's resurrection. You're going to see the eyewitnesses. You're going to see the fulfillment of his prophecy. And you're going to see that Jesus Christ was seen after his resurrection. It's all right here. Find a church that is preaching the gospel that you may be strengthened in the word of God and you may be refreshed 
in him that your life may be changed, not by what the preacher says, but by what the word of God says. So I need you to do that. I need you, one, to let us know that you gave your life to Christ. Two, go get baptized. And three, I need you to connect with a church. Go join a church that is preaching the gospel. But also, on behalf of myself and my wife, Jeanette, we also have some other great things that are coming your way. We, um, we have a um, another um, Zoom that's coming on Wednesday for we in Genesis chapter 30, great interactive um, time of Bible study that, that we are enjoying it. Um, we also having a, um, a workshop on, on Thursday on Zoom for uh, we have some of the top leading administrators and teachers in the DMV that are going to be on there that are going to help us parents navigate through um, homeschooling and, and gives us some um, clear understanding of how to do it and how we should approach it and what we need to do. And we also have men class every Thursday at 5 o'clock um, for the 33. If, you, if you're a man and you want to join that, just connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and you connect in that class. And then on Sunday, on this Sunday, we're not going to have our five o'clock prayer like we used to, like we like we um, on today we're not going to have our five o'clock prayer like we uh, used to have every Sunday but we'll be back next Sunday but please connect with us again I'm just so grateful what God is doing God is doing some awesome things it is causing us as pastors and the church to really be the church COVID-19 is pushing us to be the church to be the spokesman of God, to go out and help people and to sacrifice and go beyond the walls of the building that we may make an impact in our nation. And I'm so glad for that. And we at Clinton Baptist Church is doing that. We have taken over Zoom. We have taken over Zoom with so many classes, not only to feed your spiritual appetite, but also your physical appetite. So I'm just so grateful for the adjustments that we are allowed to make, that I am allowed to make with our church that we may grow in God. Amen? Amen. But before I leave, I want to pray for you. I, I just want to lift you up, and I, I just want to ask God for his grace on you. I just want you to celebrate this time of Resurrection Sunday. I know you may can't get all your family together and have the, the black-eyed peas and the, and the pig feet and, and the greens that you used to, but guess what? Just bring your family together, whoever you quarantine with, and just have a, a wonderful meal with yourself and just praise God and, and thank God for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I'm so grateful for the infallible proofs that Matthew has showed us, that Jesus Christ got up from the grave. And Lord God, Scripture says that God, he got up with all power in his hand. So Lord God, I thank you for that power that he got up with because that power is being shown today. Lord God, that power is being shown in life and people's lives who have been changed by the gospel. That power has been shown in people's lives whose marriages have been changed. That power has been shown in people's children whose children have been shamed. That power has been shown in people's lives today, Lord God, who have been changed. So, Lord God, we thank you that you have caused us to redirect. We thank you that you have caused us to see things different. And we thank you that you have caused us with the power of Jesus to focus back on you. Thank you for this Sunday of resurrection, that in you, we know that you got up, and you live, and because you live, we can face tomorrow. We love you and we thank you. Have a blessed week. See you on Wednesday at Bible study. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise.